Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I am so excited tonight, Jeff. We are doing Cast Chronicles with one of my favorite shows, cast members, so... I'm going to fangirl a little bit tonight. <laughs> well, that that's perfectly acceptable. I will allow it. Um, tonight, we are going to be speaking with somebody um, who is a, a very talented performer, goes by the name Katie Rose. And Katie Rose has been a professional dancer since the age of 11, working in parades and shows at Walt Disney World. At age 16, she started working seasonally for Disney and then eventually full-time, most recently appearing in Finding Nemo the Musical. Uh, she loves being on stage, and we're happy to welcome her to our little mini stage tonight. So, Katie, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very good. We're excited that you're here. Uh, before we get started, I guess one of the things that we'd like to do for for those of you that, are, that you're hearing a Cast Chronicles show for the first time, and for you, Katie is we like to explain the story behind the person that helps make the story on stage, both actually on stage where you are or just on stage within the Disney park. So give us a little bit more information about you that maybe I didn't share in that quick little explanation as to how you got involved in this, this crazy experience. Well, you know, it all starts with a loving mother and family (laughs) as is any child brought into this world. But You know, I I think, you know, when you're a kid, you're just really trying to figure out what you like and what you want to do. So, of course, you sign up for eight million, you know, different things. And when one sticks, you go with it. And um, dance was that for me. I started in gymnastics, uh, but luckily my dance studio offered acrobatics. Um, So I grew up, uh, you know, in Kissimmee. I was originally born in San Francisco and uh, my dad was Air Force. And uh, we actually lived in Greece for three years of all places, but eventually ended up moving to Orlando where my mother's sister was. And um, they had all worked at Disney. So I actually come from a big Disney family. My mom and dad met there. uh, And, uh, you know, just so many cousins have worked there in all different aspects. And uh, so we've got a bit of an entertainment family. But um, I just continued dancing and then eventually understood if I really wanted to be on stage, I needed to learn how to sing and I needed to learn how to act. So um, I went ahead and, you know, took singing lessons and acting lessons and did as much in high school as I possibly could. Um, And then I started working, uh, like you said, at Disney in parades and shows. And it was really cool back in the day. I'm not sure if they still do it, but Disney used to come out to local dance studios and scout for young dancers uh, to put them in their Disney uh, Easter parades, Christmas parades. And so I would audition right for my dance studio. I I didn't even have to show up at Disney. And, uh, I was actually 101 Dalmatian was one of my first things I did. And, uh, you know, imagine in Florida wearing fleece and looking like a puppy (laughs) (laughs) walking, walking down main street doing, uh, you know, these amazing rehearsals, but it's Florida. So it's, you know, a hundred degrees and, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, very hot. Um, and, uh, we did that for the opening of the, um, movie that came out that year. Um, so it was, it was really cool experience for me. I got to see a few celebrities like Glenn Close, who, you know, was the star of that. And, um, that kind of sparked my interest in being like, I definitely want to work for Disney. I was like, I know I'm just a kid doing these parades, but as soon as I turned 16, I'm auditioning. Um, and so I did that. I turned 16, went to an open character call and 
literally got called the next week and they offered me a summer contract. And so I was actually juggling not only high school and going to dance after school, but then also picking up work over at Walt Disney World. Um, so I usually did that, you know, during the summer when we were off season at school. And um, it just, it was great. It was just so cool to, you know, be the boss, you know, and, and, and uh, like in so many ways than one, uh, being friends with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and, um, you know, getting to, to see so many, you know, uh, smiling faces on people. And even though it's me and they don't know it's me, <laughs> it was, it's still just such a cool experience, you know, getting to experience, give kids, give, give kids the world and all of those other things as well. Um, so that's kind of what catapulted me into the Disney world, you know, experience. Well, and I think it's cool what you said there too, because, you know, you think of a young, a young kid getting involved in Disney world and maybe their summer job is to, sell popcorn on main street, but your job is literally to perform, which is a really cool way to enter into the company to create magic for other folks. So uh, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think, I think it's just really incredible. Um, yeah, what we'd like, I mean, it it was my, one of my favorite things, uh, you know, to date, you know, I, I don't think I could ever go back backwards and to ever do that again, but it was like, just such a, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't an easy job. I'll say that it's not an easy job. But it's so rewarding. Well, very, very cool. Okay, so here's how this is going to play out. We've got some rapid-fire questions here that I'm just going to rattle off. You give me the first thing that comes to your head. I'm interested to see, as somebody that's been on the inside, what your answers are and how your experiences have shaped uh, these answers for you. Are you set? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Your favorite Disney park? Uh, I'll have to say Magic Kingdom. Your favorite Disney song? A dream is a wish your heart makes. Still makes me cry. You're not alone. Uh, <laughs> your favorite Disney movie? Aladdin. I love the genie. I love Robin Williams. Your f- favorite Disney snack? Ooh. Well, my childhood reminds me of the uh, the honey roasted almonds. Every time I smell that, I think of like downtown Disney or anything Disney when I smell those. So. And that is one of the things that, that I think about Disney too, like the smells, right? So that, like, yeah. that, that definitely creates a memory for you. Uh, your favorite Disney character that's been on the screen. Ooh, um, you know, I, for me, my memory goes back to either Tinkerbell or to Chip and Dale. I just love that, like the little old cartoons where they're like running in the Christmas tree and they're like causing commotions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, they just remind me of kids and I like that they were so playful. I'm getting a, a sense that here that you like mischief. Yep. A little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like fun. What are you talking that, about? That's fair. That's a better word for it. We'll go with fun. Um, now this one is, you know, I guess you could, you could make some people either very happy or very upset with you here with the answer that you give here. Mm. What do you think the best Disney stage show is? Hmm. What a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Finding Nemo, the musical, um, it just, and you know, before that was Tarzan rocks and that was also an incredible show, but, um, you know, what they transformed that theater into is nothing like anything Disney has done before. And it's really an amazing show. And I think most people, when they go into it, they think they don't know what they're getting into. They're like, Oh, it's a puppet show, right? That's what people think. Oh, it's just a little (laughs) puppet show. And then they're like, Oh my God. And I've had so many people say to me, watching this show was like watching a Broadway show and it was worth admission. 
I think that's accurate. And it's it's a far cry from being 101 degrees as part of the 101 Dalmatians that you were when you were much younger. A little bit <laughs> yeah, of a climate-controlled studio, Bring correct? The yeah. Bring in the AC. And what is your most missed attraction? Ooh. As a child, I was really upset when they got rid of the Honey, I Shrunk the kids playground. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember it. Was like it. The giant ants and the giant grass. And we used to just play in there and have pictures with me and my brothers and it's gone. <laughs> Listen, there. I'll tell you, Katie, I was, I was one of the ones okay with it being gone because in my memory, I stood there crying one afternoon as my child played in the playground. And I thought there was only one exit and there was more than one. And I had that moment where I couldn't figure out where she went. So Honey, I lost I have to say I was good with the playground being gone. <laughs> not- you also have like a little Roger Rabbit experience and that was cool too, but that's all gone. Well, Sandy, it's not as terrifying as shrinking your kids down to the size of ants, but I guess it is terrifying nonetheless. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you've survived the rapid fire questions. Uh, as I've said to other guests before you, there were correct answers, so congratulations. We haven't we haven't asked you to leave so far, so that's good. Woo-hoo! Uh, I'm going to turn you over to Sandy, who's got the harder hitting questions for you. Go ahead, Sandy. Oh, all right, Sandy. Awesome. <laughs> Before Be we do the questions, I want to say a big thank you to your dad for serving our country and to your whole family, because I always say no military member serves alone. They serve with the tremendous support of their family. So thank you to all of you for all Absolutely. of us. But now I get to get into the good stuff and some of the little tidbits that I know, and we got acquainted prior to talking today. And I know that you, besides your Dalmatians, had two other amazing, amazing roles, but they were very different. And one of the things that I love and a lot of our clients tell me are part of the highlight of their vacation is the experiences that they have with our character friends and some of those interactions. Mm -hmm. And so I know you spent some time being a friend with Tink. And when you were watching, was there any interaction that you saw that's really still stuck with you all these years later that was just so moving or so unique? Um, I would say with my other counterpart characters, more so, um, I was also friends with Wendy and Ariel and Tink, but um, so both, uh, you know, in the same family. But um, uh, for me, the thing that stands out the most is... um, a very excited, tall, large woman uh, who ran towards me and knocked me over out of pure joy and excitement. <laughs> and um, we were indoors and uh, tuned down and it was just, I'm so excited to see you. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to plant both feet and here she comes, you know, and uh, you just get ready for that. Um, or, Maybe another time where my bloomers fell down and Chippendale maybe had to, you know, uh, cover up that scenario. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little, I, little inside things where, you know, maybe you didn't realize things happened. But um, and then also working for Give Kids the World. Um, I can't tell you how many times I have cried just hearing people's stories and um, getting to meet these wonderful children where every day you know, you might have a rough day. And then when you meet these people, you're like, never mind. I do not have it hard. I do not have a, a hard life. And you just literally do everything that you can to make their day magical. I can't tell you how many times I've cried just listening to these people's stories. So that is so true. Give Kids the World is an amazing, amazing place. And I've had an opportunity to do 
a lot of volunteer hours there and connect in so many ways. You brought up Tinkerbell, and um, I have to tell you, that was one of the greatest roles of my life. And it was one of those, um, what do you call it, self-fulfilling prophecies, uh, because I said, I will do this. Like when I turned 16 and I said, I will do this one day. And I think I started when I was 21 or 22. Um, but I actually got to fly above, high, high, high above. And um, that was the role that I got to do. And I can't tell you that every night when the fireworks would go off and you hear thousands of people gasp at the sight of you, you are like, there's nothing more magical than that moment. And that I will take with me forever. And people still think, I can't believe you did that. That was the coolest thing. (laughs) That is amazing. And it kind of leads to one of my questions. Do you ever just sit there and try and think about how many people you've impacted and how many people's walls and scrapbooks and cameras you're on? Because you've had these amazing literal front stage roles. It must be incredible to give that some thought. (laughs) Well, you know, nowadays with social media, (laughs) you never know. It's great because you get a lot of people with these amazing cameras. And I'll tell you what what is cool about social media is years ago, we didn't have the technology. And I mean, I had, you know, wind up cameras and even our video cameras weren't as good and and the videos are blurry. So I don't have a lot to like look back on and be like, oh, look at that. And that is the one, you know, sad part about it is you really do hold on to the memories and the things that you did and the stories that you can tell. Um, And I just wish I had more of that kind of footage that people are able to get today. So anytime any of those um, fans or people that have Disney Instagram uh, pages where they come to our show and they take pictures, I am like, yes, please. Oh my God. Thank you for this photo. I'm like, I need something to, you know, have as, you know, my memoir, you know, just something to remember, um, my, my story by. So, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody plays a role in this world and, you know, we all need everybody. And I think that it just because my job is fun and it's interesting to talk about it's everybody impacts everybody somewhere at wherever job they do, whatever they do. That is so true. So let's talk a little more about your role. When you're squirt, can you walk us through what it takes to get ready to go out on stage? Yes. Yes. Um, So there's, you know, a lot of things that you have to prepare for, um, especially, you know, first of all, the rehearsal process. I am afraid of heights, believe it or not. I have done stunts. I've repelled. I have ziplined. I have done a lot of things, but that does not take away the fear of heights. You think, oh, if I do this over and over again, I I won't be scared. Um, So it's it's very interesting um, when you are able to, uh, you know, overcome those fears and still get kind of the thrill of it. Now, with with uh, doing squirt, uh, you are about 35 feet in the air and it goes up and down between 35 and 25 because it bounces because of the bungees. And the bungees do have to be checked uh, by our technicians every single day. Um, to make sure that they, cause there's many of them, there's a bunch of them holding us up and we have to make sure that they are strong enough and that, you know, everything is up to par before we are able to go up there. Um, now here's the thing. I grew up, like I said, as a gymnast, I have done, um, lots of training, um, as I, I did cheerleading. Uh, so I have kind of, uh, trusted myself. And I think that's what it takes to do any kind of stunt is you need to trust 
and your ability and what you can do. Um, so for me, it was not as, as difficult of a training process. Um, the, the flips that we do remind me of flips I did when I was in cheerleading and I was a flyer. Um, and it was something that kind of became second nature for me. Now with the bungees, that's another element that you do have to feel it. And it's just, how is this bungee today? Is it a little bit more stretchy? Is, a, is it a little tighter? And you have to be able to intuitively make sure you're flipping when you're supposed to be flipping and doing all of the correct movements. That um, little flip is my, my favorite part of the show to watch Squirt do his little roll. It's so cool. Yeah. And, and the, the key is, you know, we're supposed to be out of control and flying off, you know, into the wings of the stage and you have to make it look, you know, like you're out of control, but by being in total control. <laughs> uh, and I can tell you, there was a time where I flew into the lights and <laughs> in the side panel and I flew right into the lights and very calmly, I'm just like, Hey, to the technician, I'm stuck in the lights. And he goes, okay. And he's like, you, you still have time. And I'm like, before the next scene, like I have to come out and do two backflips. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I literally climb up my bungee and I unhook myself and I climb back down just in enough time to do two backflips back onto the stage and nobody would have been the wiser. So <laughs> you are way braver than me. That, that would be the end of my uh, ever getting on that bungee cord. Yeah, for, somebody, yeah. for somebody that's afraid of heights, that's not exactly, uh, you're, you're not selling it for us there. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, um, I think once you're up there, so that's the key, right? If you're, if there's anything that's happening where you are, um, you know, you get those quick like dips that happen, you still get that kind of free fall in your heart where you kind of, your heart jumps out of your chest. But once you're up there, you kind of feel like, okay, I'm at this, you get used to the level that you're at. If it was to continuously move around, I'm sure it would be a little bit more scary, but I think it's the jump, right? Just like anything, you jump in the cold water and then your body gets used to it. So the first step off, it still is scary, but then you do get used to it while you're performing. That is amazing. We also heard that you kind of have your own little fairy tale dreams come true story with another cast member there, that the cast is a true team, but there's one in particular that's extra special for you. Yeah, well... I have a great story that I could sit here for hours explaining to you about my romantic life. But um, in short, um, I started back in 2007 and my now husband started in 2009 as Bloat the Blowfish. And we were always friends and he's always been there and he'd always be the one if I invited people over, he'd be like, I'll come over or it's my birthday. I'll come to your birthday. Just kind of always there. And he watched me go through all of my relationships and I watched him go through his and we'd always talk to each other. And it was funny because he would always say, you know, you deserve a better guy. And I'd always say, you deserve a better girl. (laughs) And it would just be this back and forth and 10 years went by. And it just so happened that we were both not in relationships at that moment. And so he asked me out and I said, well, well, I mean, just as friends, we'll just go out. And he goes, yeah, okay, fine. So then we started hanging out as friends. And then he said, no, I I want it to be an official date. And I'm like, fine. And like, sometimes we'd run into people from work and I was like, we're just hanging out. We're just friends, (laughs) you know, and I didn't know because I had been hurt so many times and things just not working out. I just didn't feel like giving anyone else another chance. I was like, we're just friends. We're just going out, like whatever. And our first date was at the Osborne Lights and we ate and we went to the boardwalk and we ate at Flying Fish and 
it was very magical. He gave me his coat. We rode the ferry. I'm like, who does this? No, their guys are not like this. This can't be possible. So yeah, after seven months, he proposed to me at what I thought was his birthday party. So he completely <laughs> blindsided me, completely blindsided me. I had no idea. And we had all of our friends, a bunch of friends from Nemo there. And uh, I always told him I, I would have loved to get married in the snow because I always thought it was so pretty. So he got a snow machine in Florida and he had his parents put on this snow machine. And then he had this like all these twinkle lights on this back patio and he got down on one knee and I was like, it's supposed to be your birthday. What are you? I understand. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I, you had no idea. And he's on his knee and he proposed to me in this fake snow. And then we got to hang out with all of our friends and I just couldn't believe I was engaged. And then a year later, we got married right here in Florida. See, ladies, your prince is still out there. You can find them. There's a few of them that still exist. And all you gentlemen, if you're taking notes, all it takes is to go visit an extinct attraction and then walk the boardwalk and give the woman your coat and she'll marry you. So and you're it's done. Right. Snow machine, Jeff. Let's be fair. Snow machine played into it. That's true. That's you fair. know? So I imagine that while you guys definitely work together, you're not always on the same rotation. So have you ever actually sat and watched the show as a real audience member? Oh, I try to do that as often as I can. I usually will walk out into the booth before they open up house. um, And or if I'm, you know, if I have family or friends, I'll go out and sit with them and you kind of forget when you're, it's a completely different perspective when you're on stage and when you're in the audience. And it's always a good reminder to go back out and watch the show and remember why you came, you know. So I was going to ask, like, you sit there kicking your feet at the right spot when you're supposed to be moving and things like that? Or can you <laughs> see it as an audience member entirely? Uh, yeah, I think I'm just, you know, when you're dancing on stage with people, you don't really get to see them as much. So typically I'm just kind of looking at all my friends and going, Oh, I, I see what she did there. That was cool. And just kind of like, you know, enjoying watching their performance because sometimes when you're on the stage and you're busy doing the backstage stuff and getting ready for the next scene to happen, you don't really get to appreciate your own, you know, peers work. And so it's another reminder of like, oh, that's why we got the job. We got the job because she's amazing and he's amazing. And, you know, any job you can get jaded that you're working in and any job can become work. And when you go out and sit in the audience, you remind yourself, oh my gosh, I'm in this show and it's awesome and I love it. So you have an awesome role. There's another part of the arts because Disney is so into education that you were saying you actually had a dance education role with Disney. Would you mind telling us about that a little bit? So basically, you know, we get to meet kids from Brazil, Australia, all over the world, all over the U.S., um, and they come in in these big groups and they take a masterclass from me and they present me a lot of like the way that you are presenting me here on this podcast today. And um, I get to share a little bit of my experience and my story. Um, and then I get to teach um, my own choreography. So it's my own original choreography during one of the classes to um, a popular Disney song. Um, and um, I've actually had so much time during this uh, pandemic to actually create lots and lots more routines so that if I do get a call back to come back to Disney performing arts, I will be prepared and I will have so many routines uh, to get to share with these kids. So, um, and it's great because usually at the end of class, I get to talk to the kids and um, get to share a little bit about myself and uh, just my knowledge of 
being a performer. And um, that, it's very, very rewarding. Because as I said, so many of us wish we had the talent. So to get to speak with you today and for the students that get to talk to you, that's awesome. I am so grateful you took time and indulged my lack of talent and shared uh-huh. all those secrets with me. And I'm going to turn it back to Jeff, who's going to see us out for tonight. Well, as a performer and as a teacher, what if someone is looking for some advice or, or looking to reach out to somebody who's looking to maybe produce something? How can our listeners reach you? Uh, well, currently, um, I'm actually teaching virtually, um, and it has been just amazing. It has exceeded my expectations. So you can find me actually on outschool.com. And simply, if you just go to the arts section or the search bar, you could type in Miss Rose. So M-I-S-S dot R-O-S-E, like the flower. Um, And all my classes should pop up. Um, They are all mostly jazz, musical theater, and hip hop. Um, So I do teach virtually. um, And it has been just a lifesaver this entire year. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to say, when I grow up, I want to be a choreographer and a teacher. And I'm doing it. And you know, sometimes people's, you know, dreams can be really big or they can be very manageable. And this has been something that has brought me joy this entire, you know, past year where it has been such a tough year. And, um, and yeah, so that's where you can find me there. Um, and you can also follow me on Instagram at Katie Rose Keith. One of my favorite portions of the program is to genuinely relay my gratitude for the work that you've done. And you mentioned earlier in the show that one of the things that you enjoy the most is when you see that somebody has captured your, your performance on stage, whether it's on the actual stage or just on stage at the parks, um, on film, on video. And I can tell you as somebody that's grown up loving all things Disney and now is raising two kids that love all things Disney, the hard work, the dedication, the literal sweat and tears, um, are, oh, yeah. are appreciated by those of us that, that are as passionate about Disney as we are. So thank you for all of it. And thanks for taking the time tonight to share your story with us. As I said, just amazing. I <laughs> don't have the talent to perform. My daughter has some. And so we spend a lot of time. I was saying we've probably seen Nemo 70 to 80 times we it's just love it show. you know the the music the the stage performers as i said i kind of give a little squeal every time you do that little somersault because i just think it's so cool oh so, it's so fun thank you for joining us i can't wait i'm going to go back through some of my photos over the years see if i can <laughs> find you in them but if not you bet i will be uh headed right back and making sure i get one of your shows next time thank you so much And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.